Welcome to Annersbrook Church. We hope this message empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annersbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Good. Okay. Some people. Um, for anyone who doesn't know me, my name's Jared Lieberzeit, and um, along with my wife Alicia, we are the location pastors here at our Saxton location. And uh, as always, it is a huge privilege for me today to share, uh, come around the Word of God, and share some thoughts with you uh, this morning. And so um, we're going to we're going to uh, dive into some thoughts today. And you know, we just we just believe that as we gather, we're here together to worship, to glorify the name of Jesus, to connect together to hang out a little bit, to have some coffee, to have some conversations. But also we always believe that when we come around the Word of God, that some things can happen in our life. That when we come around the, 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 the Word that God is wanting to share with us, that it is, it is not old school, it's not something that is four years ago, but it's relevant and it's applicable to today. And so um, that's why we have these moments. If you're new to this kind of thing, this is, uh, this is what we're here for. This is what we're all about. And uh, well, currently we're in the middle of a, um, uh, uh, a, a new theme that we started last week. We call it, Can I Get a Witness? Everybody, can you say, Can I Get a Witness? Go. <laughs> Unity. That was just beautiful. That was just, whew. Uh, uh, We're unpacking what it looks like to carry the message of Jesus in our world. Such a beautiful, uh, beautiful, beautiful message. And um, today we're going to share around about that. I think, it's a, I think it's a message, by the way, that if we can start by sharing, uh, it's a message that doesn't necessarily need words all the time. The message of Jesus Christ, it's something that doesn't always need you to articulate specific things or create some sort of dialogue or monologue or whatever you want it to be. But in fact, the message of Jesus Christ is best carried when we live it out. We just, we just, we just mean to live, live it out. So I want to share some thoughts about how we might be able to do that today. And I want to share a message titled, The Uncomplicated Gospel. The Uncomplicated Gospel. By the way, do we need to talk about last night at all? Do we need to mention that? No. Stop it. Hey, that's enough of that. All right, um, moving on. Let's just turn to the Scripture, shall we? Um, this is John 1, verse 6. It'll be on the screen uh, for you to read along with, or you can uh, open it up in your Bible, if you have your Bible with you too. Uh, John 1, verse 6 says this. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. John the Baptist, this is talking about. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him says that he was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not yet know him. He came, into his, he came to his own and his own people. They did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. He's given the right to those who believe to people to become the children of God. So we're talking about being a witness and being a witness for God, being a witness for the kingdom of God. And it's an important message, it's an important part of uh, being a follower of Jesus, being a, being a Christian. And um, this guy, John, is talking about John the Baptist. He is a great example of what it means to be a witness. Literally, it's written in this, in this, in this text that he was a witness. That's what he did. That's, that's, that's it. Like he was really good at doing that. 
You know, like he was really skilled at it. He was equipped for it. And since John the Baptist and, you know, there, and many others, there have been others who have been incredible witnesses for Jesus, for the kingdom of God, for the message that is this incredible, life-saving, good news of Jesus. There's been so, so many witnesses. But being a witness, it's never just about John. It was never just about other people. Being a witness is actually about all of us. It includes each and every one of us. This great commission, which says to seek and save the lost, to go into all the world and to make disciples, that includes every single one of us, every individual, everyone in the room. Did you know that? <laughs> uh, so often though, I think we, we, can th- we think we'll, we'll leave it up to maybe someone else to do. This being a witness, can I get a witness thing? Yeah, this is a great idea. Well, cool, you can preach about it, but it doesn't apply to me. You know, it only applies to the person with the evangelical gift. Do you know, do you, anyone know someone who's like a real hardcore evangelist, you know? Like they're a bit edgy. Like you go to a cafe with them and, you know, anything could happen. You know, it gets a little bit awkward sometimes. <laughs> yes, like it's for them or maybe it's for, maybe, maybe this whole thing is just for the pastor, you know, because like what else are they doing? Like that's, that's the truth of, you know, maybe not. Hey, hey, don't be so mean. <laughs> I'm the one who said it. It doesn't make sense. Or maybe it's for like a street preacher, you know, like that, that style of thing. Someone who who's like gets involved with that. Maybe it's just for them. Like it's like we say to ourselves, well, we'll just leave it up to someone else. They can do it. I wonder how many people feel like they can't be a witness for Jesus or maybe they just don't feel like they can. Like it's just not my thing. It's just not my personality. It's not, I'm not, I'm an introvert, I'm not an extrovert. I don't wanna, I don't wanna witness to people. I wanna stay at home and, I don't know, watch something, YouTube. <laughs> I wonder how many people, they never find themselves being able to be a witness for Jesus because they just don't know what they would actually say. I, wouldn't, I don't know where to start with this thing. Like, where does it begin? How do you start that conversation? I think, and what I want to talk about today is the fact that we can really overcomplicate this gospel that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. In fact, it's actually probably a great way to describe or to define even the human being is the fact that we can take simple things and overcomplicate it all the time, right? We like overthink it. You ever overanalyzed anything? Like made something to be bigger than it actually, you know, it actually was. Uh, we can overthink things very, very easily. And it kind of reminds me of like raising kids. Uh, anybody here ever raised a child or two or three? <laughs> Some people. We have a five-year-old um, little girl, Brioni, and a two-year-old boy, Knox. And from my experience of raising kids, and you may agree with me or you may not, uh, the first few years of raising children, everything has to be simplified. Everything, right? Some of you are like, no, Jared, all years, everything must be simplified for my kids. <laughs> savage. You're a savage. I love it. <laughs> but listen, you don't take it. Here's some examples. You don't take a newborn baby you know, say a month old baby and expect it to like be able to use the toilet, do you? No, you put a nappy on it, right? Because it's simple and it's messy, but it's simple. That's just, that's just how it works. You wouldn't do that for a child. You don't take a, a three-year-old and, and, and take them to a, um, like a, a dietitian and get like some sort of like weekly meal plan laid out for them. We know that making sure it includes their, um, I don't know, their protein, their carbohydrates, their calories, not too much sugar, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like you don't, maybe some people do that 
And if you do, congratulations. But I guarantee you still find yourself flying that food into that kid's mouth like it's an airplane or a train crashing into the tunnel that is their mouth. You know, we simplify it all the time for our kids. What about this? You wouldn't play um, Monopoly with a five-year-old. Anyone ever tried that? This doesn't work. You, you, don't, you don't do that. You, you play hide and go seek, right? Or you play um, duck, duck, goose. That's what our daughter loves at the moment. You play duck, duck, goose because it's simple. And also, Monopoly just ruins families. <laughs> really does. Like, if you ever have an opportunity, and I don't know how this would happen, it may happen, to play Monopoly with my father, Pastor Brent, um, don't let him be the banker. He's a cheat. He always wins. And he, he will make you cry. Like, he just straight up will. Well, he made Crystal cry, not me. The Crystal's my sister. Uh, yeah, anyways. But we can take the message of Jesus and we can overcomplicate it. We can make it bigger or, or harder to explain than we need to. But sharing Jesus, and this is what I want us to understand today, it's, it's got to be made simple. It's got to be made simple. We need to uncomplicate the gospel, not just for ourselves, not just in our own thinking, but for the ones that are around us. We need to uncomplicate it for others, for, for other people. I love this. The Bible describes faith in a few specific ways, but, but one way that it describes it is in Matthew 18, where it says, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The Bible describes our faith to be like that of a child, like that of, of a, a child at all times, to be like that of a child. And our faith is always, not just in your infant stages of your walk of Christianity or journey of being in relationship with Christ, but right through every single year, as we get older, we are still to have faith like a child. Do you know what that means? It means when we come into a Sunday morning, we are still filled with awe and wonder in the praise and the worship. We can't believe it when we get a chance to be in the presence of God. It's just, it just blows us away every single time. I come into this room every single week, multiple times a week. I experience the same presence of God multiple times a week, but every single time, it's like it's the first time because I'm amazed by it because my faith is like a child. But it also means that my faith is simple. Like I do whatever I can to make sure that I don't overcomplicate it for myself that I just know that salvation comes through the name of Jesus Christ and nowhere, no way else. And that's what my faith is based on, right? And that's what people need. People these days, they don't need someone that can turn up at their house and unpack theology for them for like three hours. You know, we don't need some people who are equipped to uh, explain the Bible from cover to cover or can explain the, the Godhead three in one, the trilogy, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like, that we don't... That's not what's required. What's required from us, what's required, when I say trilogy, I mean trinity, in case you picked that up just then. <laughs> I'm thinking about movies, like, you know, Lord of the Rings, um, Jaws? This Jaws is it? That's good. Hey, it's good, it's good. Can I just say, it's good when someone picks up on what they said, okay? So props to me. Um... Trilogy, Trinity, people need someone that can just show them Jesus. And that's, that's what they need, okay? You don't, have to, you don't have to be someone who preaches and says trilogy. You don't have to do that. <laughs> you, you, just need to be, you just need to be you. Let's talk about this, okay? What does, a, what does a witness do? Thought about this? Like in a courtroom situation, what is it that a witness actually does? Turn up on, the, on a 
to a trial or something like that gets called in and they are there to bring proof so that a decision can be made. They're there to be evidence. They're there to be evidence of something being true or being false based on what they've experienced, you know, what they've seen, what they've heard or what they've, what they've felt. So for us as witnesses of the kingdom of God and witnesses to this gospel of Jesus Christ, we are living proof and a living example, living evidence that God is real, that He is alive, that He saves and He sets free and He is at work in our life. Anybody agree with that? <laughs> See, when someone, like, when someone is accused of, of committing a crime, right, and they're brought in for trial, um, and say they plead not guilty. Like we know, like they better have a good witness. They better have a good alibi to back it up, you know, to, to say that they were somewhere else or they weren't a part of it or whatever, like it's just a misunderstanding. But when a witness doesn't turn up when they need to, what happens? It's, it's, it's like, it's case closed. You know, that person's gonna be found guilty, convicted, and that's, that's just what's going to happen. And, and I take that illustration, take that image, and, and this is kind of crazy, kind of out there, but picture Jesus. Brought into the stands. <laughs> he's on trial, but he's never guilty. He's never committed a sin. There's nothing he's ever done, no crime, no, nothing. He's perfect in every way. But he's on trial for himself, put himself there, because all he wants is people to know what he's all about. All he wants is to be in relationship with people, is to be able to help people, to come along. Humanity that is so at this point messed up and broken, if we can say that. All he wants is to be able to get into some people's lives and just help them bring peace to the anxious mind, bring love to the person who feels alone, bring home to someone who feels like they have lost everything that they have. He wants to be there for someone. And he's tried and, you know, maybe he's done certain things, but for whatever reason, he hasn't had a chance or someone hasn't given them a chance. And it might be a family member of yours. It might be a friend of yours. It might be just someone that you, someone that you know. But imagine if there was just someone who would stand up and be a witness and just say, oh my gosh, I got to tell you about this guy, Jesus, that I know. Imagine if it was someone that could, if there was someone who would just be able to get in there and say, this is what I believe. I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. He's changed my life. He's turned my life around. We just need some people who'd be willing to be his hands and his feet. We just need some people who would be willing to be his, his mouthpiece. Now, I wonder how many people in your life actually know um, about this Jesus that you believe in. It's quite a challenging thought. Well, it's quite a challenging idea. But the relationship that you have with Jesus, it's for you. But I don't believe it's just for you. But in fact, your relationship with Jesus is meant to be shared, shared with the people that are around you. And if you're keeping it to yourself, you're withholding the greatest message, a message that people need to hear, a message that people have to hear. It's a savior that they may not even know that they need. The scripture says it. He was in the world and the world was made through him, but the world did not yet know him. There are people around our lives that may have never heard of Jesus, may never hear of Jesus unless you and I are willing to be witnesses about Jesus ourselves. There are people who may miss it. They're going to go their whole entire life. I heard it said that, you know, there's four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the fifth one is it's your personal life. 
a gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what I am. That's what I am carrying. That's what I am right now living out. This uncomplicated gospel, let me talk you through it. It goes like this. It's this fact that Jesus was sent from heaven to earth. He was God's son sent on a mission to save us and create a way for us to be close to him so that we could be in relationship with him. He died on a cross to cover every mistake that we have made and will ever make. So beautiful. He rose again three days later so that we could know true and real life. And now, if we declare that we believe in Him and we put our trust in Him, we receive fullness of life and we get the chance to spend eternity with Him. The gospel of Jesus. That's the good news that people need to hear. Love this thought that when all other gods require their people or their followers to make their way to them as a God, you know, you, you got to pray more and you'll find me. You know, read, read more and you'll find me. Study more, you'll find me. Spend more time in meditation and you'll find me. But when it comes to Jesus, it's the, it's the absolute reverse. And he actually comes and he finds us. He makes his way to us. All other gods require us to make our way to them. He made his way to us. And Jesus, he just needs a witness. And not only that, humanity needs a witness. This world, this broken world needs someone to be a witness today. Is this okay? All right, I want to share some thoughts um, on what it looks like. What does it look like to actually be a witness? Um, if it's simple, or how do we keep it simple? How do we make it simple, right? First thing is this, imitation beats innovation. I think it's a quote I heard somewhere that imitation beats innovation like 80% of the time, right? Just copy someone else, it's going to be better. You know, you've just got, you've got someone else to copy. Um, dress like them, like they might be cool. Dress like them, that's cool. You know, if, if you think that they, I don't know, uh, successful, try and, do what they do, whatever. But when it comes to Jesus, there's, there's no way that it's 80% of the time that imitation beats innovation. It's 100% of the time imitation beats innovation. When it comes to being the light of the world, when it comes to carrying the message of Jesus Christ, there is no other way to do it but then to imitate Christ. Yeah. <laughs> We try and figure out all these different creative ways to potentially save people or reach people or do a great work for Jesus. We miss the point if we're trying to do something without including Him in it. The first thing we have to do is just understand that it's all about imitating Him. That scripture, John 1, says this, that He was not the light. John was not the light. I am not the light, but I'm a witness to the light. I'm a witness to the light. There was no light from John except what he reflected when he received Jesus in his life. There's no light from John apart from what he reflected from what he knew about Jesus. All the light comes from Jesus. Every man and every woman comes into the world and if they come into the world with any light that's shining from them, get this, they are borrowing it from Jesus. There's no other light. There can be no other light. He is the light of the world and his light outshines and brightens up any darkness that is in anyone's life or in the world. So we are witnesses to the light, not the light itself. That's amazing news for someone in the room. You can stop stressing out. You can relax a little bit. You don't need to be so amazing all the time. You don't have to be slick and articulate. It's not needed. You don't have to understand. You don't have to have it 
have everything locked down. You don't even really have to have life altogether. God can still use you. Jesus can still work in you because it's not, it's not your work. It's not your thing and it's not your way, but it's God's work. It's God's way in us and it's God's work in and through our life. Stop trying to be the light. Imitate the light that is already shining within you. <laughs> Instead, let the light shine through you. How does this look? Um, I think that the Bible actually gives us um, a, a passage that helps us measure how bright our light is shining. It's Galatians 5 verse 22. And uh, it says this, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit, it's the Spirit, of course, that we receive when the Holy Spirit, uh, when, sorry, when Jesus comes into our life, we accept and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's amazing. It's the best. But by the fruit of the Spirit, it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So when you ask the question, how's my light doing today? Or when you feel like maybe you're not shining as bright as you used to, here are nine things that you can look at. One of them is love. Is it love? Is love an issue for you? Are you able to love people that maybe you don't know or that don't love you back? Or is it just about your family member and your friends, an exclusive group of people? How's your joy? How's your happiness today? How's the peace during the storm? How's your patience when things start to get a little bit crazy? It's been a crazy year. Have you been very patient this year? How's your kindness when people are unkind? Are you living a good life? Are you faithful? Are you gentle? Do you know self-control when things come up in your life? These are all ways that we can measure how our light is shining. And if our light is shining, we can look back on that. Galatians 5 verse 22. Use that to measure how you're going. This is thought that Christianity is meant to be obvious. That it's meant to be, it's just meant to be seen everywhere. That it's something that is set apart. It's something that is constantly seen because it's a light that changes things. Because we're carrying a light that it's, it's seen from far away. It's seen before you open your mouth and you start to talk. It doesn't require words because people can actually see it on your life. Have you ever had someone ask you like, hey, there's something different about you. Like there's just something, there's something that's like, you're not the same as everybody else. I don't know what it is. Like maybe, maybe you seem happier. Maybe there's like some, is it, is it joy? Like, why are you so joyful? Why are you always so positive? Have you ever had someone say that about you? Like, why are you so positive? What's to be so happy about today? <laughs> you know, it's like people, people are looking for a difference. And in a time where, you know, 2020, it's been a crazy, cray cray year. Things are just like all over the place. People need different. And that's you. And that's me. <laughs> I love this thought. People won't find salvation because of who you are. People don't find salvation because you are who you are. People find salvation because Jesus is who He is inside of you. And we can rest in that. We can just like, you know, flow in the grace of that, that right now we don't have to strive. We don't have to go out there and be the best at everything. It doesn't require another 30-minute sermon or three points or whatever. It's just about you knowing that you are imitating Christ and shining His light, His light. Stop trying to, be the light, just shine His light. <laughs> it's His work in us. The first thing is uh, focus on imitating Christ. Don't innovate a new way. And the second thing is this, cross the road. Cross the road. It's like the chicken, you know. <laughs> okay. 
a couple of weeks back, a couple of weeks back, someone told me this story, and um, they, they were telling me about how they were walking down Trafalgar Street. Anyone know where that is? It's in the center of Nelson, the CBD. And uh, as they were walking down Trafalgar Street, they noticed something, okay, on the right-hand side of the street, uh, near that kind of the farmer's area, near that arcade type thing. Um, there was someone sitting on the ground. And this person looked like maybe, you know, a little bit, a little bit desperate, maybe a little bit unclean. They had a, like a, some sort of canister there asking for, for money, for food. Um, this person had assumed that they were homeless and, you know, they just looked like they were in a desperate state of life and desperate state of living. Um, so the, you got that going on. But on the left-hand side of the road, of just across the crossing, which is awkward. Nelson doesn't know how to use those crossings, right? People just, people just think that they're pedestrian crossings. Like, I'll just walk out in front of a car. Like, okay. <laughs> but on the left-hand side of the road, there was a person who was standing on some sort of stool. They had a sign and it said, repent of your sins. They were handing out flyers to people, sharing scripture just kind of like preaching in people's faces that if they don't accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that they will go to hell because of their sins unless they repent now. And I hear this story and I think, man, isn't it sad? Isn't it disappointing that the message of Jesus, he's sharing the right message technically, but even that message being shared in that environment, it's not even making its way 10 meters across the road to someone who is sitting in a broken world, to someone who is seated in their need, just looking for someone to help them, just looking for someone to bring a little bit of hope to life, to, to bring a little bit of love into, into their world. I just had this thought, like the message in that moment, it was the right message, but it was so close. It just needed to cross the road. It just needed to cross the road. It needed to cross the road and sit down and have a conversation with this person about maybe how life is going. It needed to cross the road and sit down and just spend a little bit of time with that person. And I think for us, instead of thinking that this whole thing is about preaching down people's throats, that Jesus is the only way, and if you don't go that way, you're going to hell. If, we, if that's all we're doing, I think we're missing the point. Think about what Jesus would have done, right? It's like the wristband. What would Jesus do? Jesus would cross the road. Jesus would go and have a, have a little bit of a sit down with this person. Jesus would go to the tax collector's house and say, I'm coming to your house for dinner, Zacchaeus. He'd go and spend time with the sick people in their house and he'd pray and he'd believe and he'd, he'd heal them. He'd do a work in their life. He would minister to them where they were. He spent time with people who were so broken and so messed up and people were like, what is going on? What is this dude all about? He's saying he's like the son of God and some sort of Messiah, but he's spending time with all the broken people. Isn't he spent, meant to spend more time with like the leaders or the religious rulers? Like, what is this guy doing? This is so backwards. It's because we just love to overcomplicate it. But it's an uncomplicated gospel. And the uncomplicated gospel is not about what you say. It's about what you do. It's about how you live your life. And it's about relationship. It's all about relationship. It always is. It always will be. It's about spending time with people. If we are desperate to be witnesses of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we must uncomplicate it. It doesn't mean getting up and sharing another sermon. <laughs> it's just not, it's needed in the right situations, but it's not always what's gonna work or what's gonna help. I think we can start with this simple question. 
How's life? How's life going? Let's talk about it. What's going on? What are you facing? What are your struggles? Can I help you with anything? How's life going? What's, what are you facing right now? I love this thought that we can all encourage someone. We can all brew a cup of tea, I assume. <laughs> we can all spend time with someone. We can all cross the road. Man, maybe we should start with our neighbours. We have a neighbour across the road. Do you know their name? Do you know where life is at for them? Have you spent much time with them recently? You probably see them every day. Is it just a passing by kind of situation? Or in every moment, is the light of Jesus shining from you? Is there a love for everyone? Is there a sense of joy in your life that you just can't help but you have to share with someone else? I think if we could cross the road, even if it's just our neighbour, maybe let's just start with them and see what might happen. See if maybe we could change the world. I don't know. One person at a time. That's what it's all about. It's an uncomplicated gospel. The only thing I know about it really is that it's just for every single person. That at some point in time, we needed it. You and I need it. We need it right now. But that's got this gospel and maybe you can remember the time that you first heard about it or when you first heard about Jesus. Think back to that moment and just understand this. Is that's, that might be what someone else needs in their life right now. Someone needs to hear this gospel. Someone needs to understand the story of Jesus. And if you're in the room right now, and maybe you actually don't have a relationship with God, if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you maybe feel like you're excluded, excluded from this whole thing because you don't yet know Him, because you still feel like you're a sinner. I've got to tell you something very important. We are all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all need Jesus, every single one of us. You and me, friend, we are in the same boat. We are broken. We are the people. We are the person that is sitting on the side of the road in their need. I need Jesus just as much as you do. And today, I kind of feel like if you haven't accepted Him into your life, this is your opportunity to do that. This amazing story of Jesus, the Son of God who would come to earth to bring freedom to our life, to bring a way for us so that we could be in relationship with Him. And not just be in relationship with Him, but live an amazing, incredible, God-breathed and God-filled life. It's available for you right now. So in this moment, just as a church, why don't we close our eyes out of respect for everyone around us. Believe that the presence of God is in this place, that the Holy Spirit is moving in on someone's life right now. And what I wanna do is I wanna give you a chance to include Him in your life. Why don't you just step out and give Him a shot? See what might happen. It's simple, it's not complicated. We just need to believe in Him and see how things change. See how things might change. Your situation can change when Jesus is involved. Your life, it can be made more brighter and more beautiful when Jesus is allowed and in and a part of it. With every eye closed, every head bowed, no one is, no one is watching, no one is looking. I wanna pray for someone who wants to start a relationship with Jesus. I'm gonna count to three and on three, I just want you to raise your hand. If today, for the first time, you wanna start a relationship or maybe you wanna reconnect with Him, you know you've been distant from Him, it's time to come back into the good news of Jesus Christ. I'm gonna count to three and if that's you, just raise your hand. Ready? One, two, three. Amazing up here in the front. Incredible. Amazing up the back. God sees that. God sees your heart. God loves you so much. He is with you. He is for you. 
just a moment longer. Is there anyone else? Anyone else who wants to say yes to a relationship with Jesus? Incredible, incredible. Come on, let's put our hands together for these ones that have just raised their hand. Amazing. What I want to do is I just want to pray a prayer to to help uh, you receive God as your best friend and as your Lord and Saviour and uh, believe that in this moment that there is a, a wiping clean. The Bible says that those that are in Christ are made a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. So don't worry about the past. It's gone. It's now gone. It's disappearing. The new is here because Jesus is here. Father, I thank You for these ones. Lord, I pray right now they would know uh, Your redemption, Lord, is for them. Lord, Your love, Lord, it covers them. Father, I pray that in this moment that there would be an uplifting and an infilling. The Holy Spirit, You would just fill them right now where they are. God, we just uh, declaring for these ones, Lord, that as they commit their life to You, that God, they would know that You have them in Your hands, that You are with them at all times and that You look over their life and are leading them and guiding them and that if You are for them, that nothing can be against them. In the mighty Name of Jesus and everybody said, Amen, Amen, Amen. I wanna pray just for everybody in the room as well. I wanna pray for you as you go as a witness today, as you go and you carry this message to people that you'd be bold and that you'd be courageous and confident in your approach. Understand this, it's not a complicated message. It's just you living your life. That's what people need to see. But Father, right now I just pray for all of us, for every single person or for every heart, for every life, wherever we're at, whatever we're facing. Oh Lord, I just thank You that, Lord, this is Your light that we're shining. This is Your message. God, I pray that we would be bold and we would be confident as we go about our week. Lord, witnessing for You. Lord, You asked us, can I get a a witness? Here we are saying, yes, we are keen. (laughs) We are available. Father, we pray that You would use us. Oh God, that we would be able to be Your hands and Your feet to be Your mouthpiece. I pray that You would speak through us. Lord, in the moments of connection and conversation, Holy Spirit, I pray that You would give us the words to say, give us the things to do. Lord, we know that You're on our side and that You're with us in this thing. And so God, we just wanna make a difference for You in all that we do. And thank You, Lord, that it's Your will and it's Your way. In the mighty Name of Jesus, everybody said, everybody said, Amen, Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what your next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info at or visit our website, annasbrook.co.nz.